everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter. This is Firefly and that over there is oh. Tim. And <laughs> we talk about horror movies on this show. And on this episode, we're going to talk about a movie, a new movie that's you know in the theatres right now. Um, this is one where we weren't even sure before we saw it. Does is this a screams movie? Is this a horror film, or is this something that we do on One Twenty One where we don't do horror movies? I know that Matt's glad that we picked this because Matt didn't want to see it. <laughs> uh, but this is uh, going to be about Mother, which is uh, Mother. Actually, I should say Mother because it's an explanation <laughs> point at the end. Um, yeah. This is Darren Aronofsky's new film, uh, which is exciting because I like him a lot, and especially mm-hmm. since his last film was kind of a weird misfire for me. And for most Is people, Noah? yeah, Noah. We're, I didn't end up seeing it, but honestly, I was actually surprised with how much I liked the first chunk of that movie. Because for the mm-hmm. first chunk of it, it's like a post-apocalyptic world with rock monsters, and that part of okay. it I digged a lot. <laughs> and then it got into the actual Noah's Ark stuff, and it got boring and weird, and I wasn't into yeah. it. Uh, so that that kind of sucked. But cause especially, since I like that director a lot. But I kind of knew as soon as they announced Noah, I was like, yeah, that's, this doesn't seem like my thing. Yeah, you know. And my cat's knocking the computer monitor <laughs> around. So, yeah, so we're going to talk about Mother. Uh, we'll start spoiler-free, as we typically do, especially for a new film. And he's even knocked the camera down, the little bugger. Look at that. All right. So, yeah, so what is Mother? Uh, again, I, I, need avoid, I need to avoid spoilers. Uh, <laughs> but at least on the surface, because this is a film with a lot of layers that unravel as you watch it, but at least on the surface as we start... We have a husband and wife, uh, played by Jeffrey Lawrence and uh, Javier Bardem, and he is a, a, a sort of poet character who's a successful poet, and <laughs> she's like, doing up the house, and then this stranger, played by Ed Harris, uh, shows up, and Javier Bardem w- sort of welcomes into the house because he's a fan, and uh, offers for me to stay because the nearest hotel is quite far away. And then his wife shows up the next day, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, and she ends up sticking around, and they're kind of imposing, and there's kind of a weird tone thing going on, and things that, like, and all of it's from Jennifer Lawrence's perspective, and you can kind of feel like she's feeling like people are intruding, and she feels kind of like like, like a privacy and being invaded, and it's all from her perspective, and they're sort of like almost you can almost feel the walls closing in on her, and like the sort of the suffocation that's happening to her throughout the movie. And that is as much as I kind of want to say <laughs> without spoilers, because you know it goes places. Yeah, it's it goes really hard to yeah get too much into the plot without uh, giving stuff so, away. So of course, this spoiler-free section might be a bit shorter than usual because we yeah. can't talk about any plot until we get to, but. I can ask Tim the question, and I already know the answer, <laughs> but I have to go through the motions for the, the show because you need to get the answer uh, at home mm-hmm. or in your car or, or, or in the toilet, wherever you're listening to this or watching this. Ooh. Just think, Tim, someone's sitting in the toilet seat right now watching <laughs> this. They've got, they've got their, their phone and they're just watching us in the toilet seat. And in between, okay. in between us speaking, there's a plop. I feel... I don't know. I feel like if I lived by myself, I'd probably have some type of, like, I don't know, TV or computer monitor set up in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, that's the dream, folks. That's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> so, Tim, did you like yeah. Mother? Uh, I, I saw this about two or three days ago, and I literally, like, have not <laughs> stopped thinking about it since I saw it. So you it's, loved it then. That's a good sign. That means you loved it. Well, Excellent. 
here so i think ultimately what i've come to is uh i think it's super interesting there are things that are very impressive about it but uh just because something is interesting or has a good idea mm. um i i i'm kind of realizing it can still lead to a miserable film experience and I think that's my takeaway here. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to think about with it, and there was stuff that was well done. But ultimately, I hated the the like my experience of watching the movie. Interesting. <laughs> that was a very layered opinion. Yeah, <laughs> because there's was, was so, more going on there than just I hated this or I loved this. It was yeah. Um, Mains is even more complex. I think. Okay. <laughs> right. I think I liked it more than you did, because I, I wouldn't say I hated my experience. In fact, I think for the first two-thirds of it, I mm. loved my experience. I, I thought, actually, that some of the scenes in this were some of the best tension that I'd, uh, I'd had uh, all year. Mm. Like just There was just simple scenes, or is someone in the house kind of moments where, oh man, this is effective, he knows how to build the tension. He knows how to I, draw it out, kind of thing. I, I would say this is maybe the most I've ever felt like I was experiencing a nightmare. Like, this felt very much like a nightmare to me. Yeah, I've it, had it, these... it does, yeah. Especially yeah. since, especially for me, right? I mean, not just me, but people like me who, the idea of, like, lots of people in your house at once and yeah. try to control them, and the idea you can't get rid of them and they keep coming up, keep showing up and keep showing up, it's like, yeah. no, this is this is horrible. Um, and and it's like that kind of dreamlike state where, like, no matter what you do, stuff is not getting fixed. Like, people aren't listening to you. It, it mm. kind of feels like, you know, like there's nothing you can very, do to very change much. what's happening. Because she keeps trying. She keeps, like, asking yeah. them to not do things, and they keep doing them, or she asks them to do this or that. And you really feel helpless, uh, which, for a lot of the film, works very well. I, I think there's a turning point, though, where... Once we get to the third act, and the third act is very crazy, and we cannot even mention a word of it <laughs> yeah. in the spoiler-free section because it goes down a path. It, like, there's a point where I sort of like, okay, I I don't really feel there's even a chance of any kind of success, and because of that, you've almost kind of lost me a little bit because I there's like no there's no like hope. there's so much. There's well, so much tension, and there's almost like no release at any point. Like you keep waiting for a kind of cathartic moment, mm. like where it's gonna, like where something's gonna let up. And um, I, I mean, right, maybe, maybe even that might be a little spoilery. But I'm trying to be as like vague as possible. Yeah. Like, well, see, here's here's what I would say about it. I, I think it's I think you don't necessarily have to let up so much, especially in like a sort of movie that's like a horror movie where it is kind of this nightmare. But I think there's a point where it starts to become clear that this isn't necessarily just reality and you know in, in a traditional yeah. sense like you know there's maybe not the same rules that we're used to and once it was established there was no rules you know about halfway to two thirds in i kind of like okay well now i'm feeling like anything could happen and like, like there's almost yeah, yeah. like it, it could just be random now and because it, i feel like it can just be random i don't have this feeling of like attachment in the same way that I did before whereas the first yeah. you know half to two thirds I was really into it um, that's not to say that I hate the last chunk of the movie I actually think there's a lot of impressive things in there and I think when you actually and we'll talk about what what, what it kind of means and what's going on in the spoilers but I, I think I appreciate what it's doing 
But I do have to admit, the the last act of the movie left me feeling a little bit detached. Like, for the first two thirds, I was with Jennifer Lawrence. I was in her head. In fact, the camera work, I think, is very... Like, the entire movie is almost, like, either over her shoulder or it's, like, tight in her face. Like, everything is her perspective. And it's all mostly handheld and it feels almost disorienting as she's walking around the house and the camera's following her. And you feel like... You know, every time she turns the corner and sees something she doesn't like, you see it with her the same way going round the corner. It gives you that feeling. So you constantly feel like you're her. You're with her in this journey. But there's a point where once the rules no longer matter, I became detached because I'm like, I don't really feel like this is a winnable fight anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense. I don't know if it does. Um, I, I think I yeah I I get where you're coming from. Yeah. So I it's, it's kind of like in a lot of horror movies I talk about how I need rules when there's supernatural stuff mm-hmm. and it's not a supernatural movie per se I'm not saying that but I need rules to like so that I know what the the, the challenge is what the stakes are and what the possibility of the success yeah. is yeah. and once it starts going a bit wackier in the last act I lose all. Th- you know, my my feeting goes away, and my footing goes away, and I, I just I'm like, okay, I'm just kind of floating in a void now, and anything could happen. And because of that, I felt I felt like I was, you know, I suddenly became very aware I was watching a movie, and I was just like picking apart things as I was watching them, trying to figure out what things meant. Now, uh, let me ask you a few quick questions again. Uh, Fire away. <laughs> might be a little tough being spoiler free, but going into it, did you have any idea of what the plot was other than you know the maybe seeing the trailer or the poster or anything did you have any uh, like did you know anything about like the themes or anything that it was going to be talking not, about not the themes i i just i saw no. the trailer and all i remember from the trailer was couple show up kind of uninvited and won't leave and it's paranoid it it looked honestly i was people kept referencing it or comparing it to rosemary's baby the trailer kind of felt like that so i think i was coming into it especially it's called mother so i was expecting a pregnancy yeah. at some point uh, so I was kind of coming into expecting maybe, like, admittedly, it would probably be a little bit weird if he did just do the same thing where they all turn out to be part of a cult and they're, they're, all, yeah. they're all there for the kid kind of thing. But, you know, I was thinking, okay, they're all in on something, including the husband. I, I thought he was he was uh, shifty from the get-go. Oh, sure. Yeah. And I thought now, he was in on things, so. Now, uh, my second question would be, um, I, I think there's a very clear... Uh, you know, thing that the movie is trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe that, like you'd say, maybe what it represents or whatever. Um, is that something that you, did you realize that while watching the movie or was it something that like, did you come to it like after watching the movie and then sitting and thinking about it and then kind of go like, oh, okay, this was supposed to be that and that was this or... Did, did you, I guess what I'm saying is, like, did you have any revelations watching the movie, or did they kind of come after when you kind of thought about everything? Um, bit of both. There was parts of it I got as I was watching it, and then there was other parts where it was thinking about it and seeing what other people were saying afterwards. We went, okay, that just all okay. clicks into place suddenly. Like, yeah. kind of idea. Yeah, because so. I, I had, like, one uh, idea which I, I think you could... You could see a little bit of it, but it wasn't until after, um, yeah, I, I saw this uh, with Melissa, and then once we were talking about it afterwards, she was making some big obvious points that I was like, oh, Jesus, like, how did I not see that? Okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense. And then a lot of stuff kind of clicked in place. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. but it, even, like, I would say that I understand, like, 
maybe 80% of the movie because even once things clicked in place and I started going like, oh, okay, yeah, this is this and that is that. I feel like there's still stuff where like, I'm like, I don't know if I get that though. And, and I don't know if you're mm. supposed to get everything necessarily. But. Here's, here's what I'll say, right? So some people have come out and said, oh, if you have to explain the movie afterwards, it's failed. And I'm like, no, that's not... Like, if, if you feel compelled to go seeking out opinions to better understand the film because you're still thinking about it and you need to know more about it, it succeeded in some way. The fact that Tim is still thinking about it, the fact that I'm still thinking yeah. about it, it did something right. Um, that's why I love directors like David Lynch. He he does that, you know, uh, in, a, in a more satisfying way for me than, than this did. But this... Yeah. I appreciate this a lot. I think there's good filmmaking involved. I do think the last act left me feeling a little bit cold just because purely it wasn't satisfying. And not and not in the sense that, oh, it's not necessarily the ending I wanted. Just, it's not... It didn't feel leave me feeling fulfilled. And any type of ending can leave me fulfilled. You know, like, the end of Mulholland Drive is pretty dark and depressing, and I'm quite happy with that, because it, it, it yeah. works for the story. Um, but I just, you know... You know, I'll talk a bit more on spoilers, but what, where, where it went, yeah. it just, I, I, I got detached through all that sequence of the movie. And while I understand what it was doing at the end, it's like, okay, I can appreciate that, but ultimately it still left me feeling kind of cold at the end. Which is a shame, because it means yeah. that I didn't like Noah. This was much better, but still left me feeling a bit detached. And from his previous movies, because the one before that was uh, Black Swan, and while I liked that, I thought that was weaker than the ones before that. Uh, which is a shame, because I love The Fountain, and I really like Requiem for a Dream, and even uh, Pie is quite good, so... And yeah, the rest uh, is I, really good. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I like those quite a bit. I actually uh, like Black Swan a lot, but um, Aronofsky's kind of weird, where I... Again, I haven't seen Noah, but I think, I think I've seen everything else, and I would say that I really enjoy every one of his movies, mm. but I... They're also movies that once I watch them, I never want to watch again. Like, <laughs> like Requiem for a Dream and stuff. Great movie. I don't think I'd ever be in the mood to, you know, want to, you know, hey, let me, you know, Saturday afternoon, let me pop this in and, you know, check it out. No, I mean, I would watch that again. Look, this is this is what I'm saying is that I love his first like four movies, right, to varying degrees. The Fountain's my favorite. Uh, I love The Wrestler, love Requiem, and Pie's a really fun little like you no know, really low budget black and white sort of movie and it's a real shame that there's this line in his career now like you know it's one thing if he has a bit of a miss that i don't love as much and a lot of people love black swan so black swan is not necessarily a misfire in a, a general sense i just don't like it as much as his previous stuff um but it's I, I feel really sad now that there's a line in his career that i can draw and say before this line good after this line i don't love that much or i don't love yeah. as much as before and it makes me like oh man but like so i'm like this is a director that i would still say i really love but he's not really hit it out of the park for me now in three movies in a row. And that well, uh, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I think you bring up a good word earlier when you said complex because, yeah, like I that's why, like I don't want to come out and be like, oh, this movie sucks, I hated it, because that, that's definitely not... <laughs> that's that's the, not true. It's, it's a really yeah. well-made movie. Yeah, it, it's super well-made and there's interesting stuff. And again, like if I thought it sucked i i wouldn't have been thinking about it you know three days later after i leave the theater like i there's still stuff i want to know there's you know like articles and stuff i looked up and friends i've talked to about it because it is interesting um but it, it it's it's a similar feeling to um 
like watching like a torture porn movie i feel like where i just like even if it's well made it's like i don't like like this this is making me feel like tense and frantic and, and i kind of don't like it <laughs> i don't know it's uh, a, but i mean you could also say that's what he's going for I mean, that's mm. how he wanted you to feel which in that case you know could be hey like a that's a success you know good job i mean i'm uh, all for tense and frantic uh I just I need rules in which that tension and freneticism. <laughs> yeah, that's not a word. Sure. That's definitely not a word. But I, I need I need rules to ground all that so that I like that. That's what makes it tense for me. What ones it feels like you can just do anything at once with no no real care. Now don't get me wrong. Everything that happens in the last act represents something, and I, I'm not yeah. going to say that I claim to know what everything represents. But you know, there there's a point where it's like, all right, that was a huge escalation. Oh yeah, it escalates super quick, super super quick. Uh, so I think we're at the point now where we're going to see going to spoilers uh, territory. Okay. But yeah, no, it's extremely well made. Like I actually like there was a point in this movie where I'm like, oh man, I love this. Like the, the way it's building tension here, uh, the the way the camera's sticking with Jennifer Lawrence, so we always feel like we're on we're, we're from her point of view. It's making us feel like she is this this like panic that people are in her house and she can't get them out, and like it was really hitting these these ideas. But I just I left feeling detached <laughs> from the ending. I, I was just like, yeah. okay, I get what it was doing, but emotionally, from a, like a just a fulfillment level as as a movie, I just kind of feel a bit cold. Yeah, you know, it felt like it felt like the ending was inevitable, and there was never any hope of doing anything different. And as a result, uh, here we are. And, <laughs> uh, so, full spoilers from this point on uh, for Mother. So, he made another religious <laughs> film. <laughs> yep. So, Javier Bardem is God. Jennifer Lawrence is Mother Nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer are Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, their kids the two are... sons, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously there's other things. The, the, the public who come to like worship him, they're people. They're, they're, they're the civilization of Earth. The house itself mm-hmm. is Earth. And that's why like she's trying to fix it up the whole movie. And it keeps getting wrecked because people wreck wreck the house. They come in and they destroy it. And ultimately, it's kind of a climate change message. <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, the, the, the people ruin it and it, it ends yeah. up getting destroyed. And eventually she burns up in the fire at the end. And the cycle starts again with a new Mother Nature. Yeah. See, uh, now, like, I, I felt a little stupid for not putting everything together, like, right away, because at first I thought it was more of a message about, like, um, like, I like I thought Javier uh, Bardem was some, like, God-type figure, but it was more of a message about how, you know, uh, once you create something kind of put out in the world, it can kind of get taken from you and people kind of mm. make it their own thing, which I guess you you can probably like make. Actually, during the movie, before I got to like any of the themes that we were hitting on, because I, I mean, I didn't really fully get there until, you know, stuff started going crazy and I kind of got the, the, the biblical imagery and whatever else. I was actually thinking that, you know, when we so obviously like Ed Harris and Michelle Pfeiffer's characters are around for a while, they eventually leave, but or they they were going to leave, and then their sons show up, and one of the sons murders the other son, and the whole thing goes down, and then eventually like they come back that night for a wake, 
and like the, all these strangers come in the house and it's like this escalation like it's between these two people who just want the house and then all of a sudden it's like dozens and dozens of people yeah. and she's going around and the idea that oh they're doing things she doesn't want they're sitting in the, the, the sink she doesn't want that to be sat on there's all these other things they're making a mess I almost because obviously one of the things that's brought up earlier on is like there it seems unclear which one of them wants children like they both yeah. say they want them but one of them maybe doesn't and it's hard to tell which and I almost thought all of this was representing her fear of children because children, like the whole idea that once you have kids, they kind of rule the house, they kind of wreck things. Now, obviously, I was completely wrong. That's not what was going on. <laughs> but that's how I was reading it up until a point until thing, other yeah. things became more clear. And that's where my head was, was going for a, a certain amount of the movie. Uh, yeah, I, uh, But I think as soon as you like, and, and I'm not the, the biggest rel- religious person, so I'm not like super familiar with all these stories like obviously like you know jesus Cain and abel and stuff is pretty uh you know adam and eve is all, all well-known stuff but then it wasn't you know until you know talking into it with melissa afterwards um you know and then i think she mentioned like oh like that uh that guy was um uh you know like uh adam and then it's it's like everything kind of unlocked i was like Oh, okay. And yeah, I, th- then... I think the moment where it really click clicks is that his uh, Javier Bardem's he's got like a study where he works and he doesn't let anyone else in there unless he's with them. And I think it clicked that that was like a, an allegory for Eden when yeah. uh, you know when he's not there. Like Ed Harris is in with him earlier on in the movie and everything goes fine and he's shown him this like this uh, precious crystal, this stone, which as we find out later in the movie is actually the heart of the previous Mother Nature, um, but. He uh, he sees it and it's like fine. Fascinated with it, yeah. But then when he goes in with his wife later on, the Eve of the story, because Eve is of course the one who takes the apple. Uh, yeah. She she picks it up and it, it gets smashed. It ruins Eden, and that's when he locks them out. He locks everyone out, and now it's off limits. Like Eden's now forbidden for humanity. Like it's like okay, yeah. right now we're really hitting the the <laughs> you know the themes of what's going on here. Uh, so so what? Yeah, so the movie is ultimately that people keep coming in. She's trying to fix Earth. She's trying to build it up and they come in and do their own thing to it you know other characters are painting it themselves for some reason they're destroying the sink as we said you know the water starts spurting out uh you know all this stuff and it's like like you said you know it's going back to the point where you know these more and more people are coming in and they're basically destroying you know like humans Mm. destroying the planet and you know uh, like ruining stuff and you know fixing it and making it their own and you know and then like you said, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, is Mother Nature just going like, no, stop, like, what are you doing? And people yeah. are just not, like, listening. And we, eventually they have sex and she gets pregnant and we jump ahead, and you know, nine months, basically, till she just due. And that's when, like, he's, he's new, because th- after the experience with uh, Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel and all that stuff, he writes his new poem and uh, it's so good that he's got like this new fan base and like that's when it starts to get surreal actually the moment it gets surreal is when you realise like it, it looks out at him signing autographs because like, oh there's some people outside because that feels kind of weird and dreamlike and kind of sudden but then when she looks out again you can see there's like big spotlights looking at him and there's like this field of people and it's like okay right we're not playing in reality anymore and it never and really like, was but yeah. now it feels like oh we can just do anything now and of course this is like minutes before she starts going through the house and as she goes through the house yeah. it like part of it turns into a war zone part of it turns into something else and it yeah and yeah. i feel like the first half 
like kind of or probably not even half but like the first stuff with uh you know ed ed harris and michelle pfeiffer like that felt like it was happening in real time but then once this all starts it feels like this crazy sped up you know version of time where it's like yeah he instantly finishes the book and it's like people love it there's no you know like sense of like oh like people aren't gonna steadily find it or anything yeah and of course of course the poem represents the bible i think and that's a clear thing Go with. They, all, they all come to get his teachings because yeah so when i was like when i was first watching it and not really making all like the connections and stuff i was kind of like you know like why are people freaking out about a poem who cares about poetry <laughs> fair point fair point uh, yeah. so, so all this starts going down and that's when like she starts going through the house and uh, Kristen wegg shows up i, I, I like Kristen wegg so i was happy to see her yeah. but uh, i thought she did a, a good job yeah she has a small role but she yeah she did good for what she had and like but like, so she starts going through the house and like things keep changing and weirder and weirder and like there's this cult like mentality and it's it's basically kind of the history of the, like people since you know since you know Jesus basically because yeah. because uh, obviously she has the baby and she doesn't want to give it up but eventually she falls asleep and Javier Bardem takes it outside and gives it to the people and I was not expecting to see a, a newborn baby's neck be snapped. No, <laughs> because it was funny. Like there was like a warning before the movie. So, oh, this is a hard R. Like yeah. brace yourself. And I'm like, nothing so far has been that hard, really. Like yeah. it's not, you know, it's it's been tense and maybe the themes are adult, but nothing's been that hard. And then it got to this baby next snap, and I'm like, okay, that's why it's an R rating. That, that's that's yeah. No 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 chance of it getting anything else. And then you know then uh, the scene after yeah. that when she they tries, eat the baby. well, they eat the baby, but she she tries to stop them. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. so, and they all start punching her and kicking her, and it feels super uncomfortable. It's like a lynch mob. Tough. Yeah, yeah. The way it's filmed is super. Like, and this is you know good filmmaking in the sense that it's really making you feel uh, this this violence in a really sort of visceral way. Um, it's, and it, it's really like just focused right on her. You know, like I feel like a lot of times the whole you know, movie people is... would. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just like in this scene particular though with something that's so violent. Normally, you'd probably see people like cut away or you know do like close-ups on like you know the fists or you know legs or stuff coming through. But yeah, it's just really you know tight and focused on her, and just seeing all that violence up close is really unsettling. Yeah, because like I say, it sticks with the theme of the movie or the style of the movie where the whole thing is constantly because. There's times where I'm almost man. It's almost surreal how little there is of like wide shots in this movie. It's all. Yeah. It's all like this, or it's behind her shoulder, looking over at what she's looking at. It's like so much of the movie's like that, uh, and then it gets to this bit at the end. So yeah, it, it stays on her, and it's like you know, you just see the legs and punches come in, kind of thing, into frame. But like I say, you know, by the time she's like, by the time the house is like actively transforming as she goes through certain doors, and it's like a different type of world. You know, the, the, that part of the house is now a war zone. There's a soldier trying to save her, and yeah. everything else like. All that stuff, and I think that soldier who tried to save her, like the one who noticed her, is kind of like representing like the environmentalists. Who, like, you know, some people okay. will try occasionally, but they'll fail yeah. ultimately because everyone else just doesn't care or is against them. Yeah, uh, maybe I'm reading too much into that. I don't know, but uh... it, it's hard to say because I think there's, you know, like the whole thing of it basically being, you know, allegories for or the Bible and and whatnot uh I, I think that's very obvious but then once like the closer you get with certain stuff I, I feel like that's when you come into like okay so you know this is obviously jesus and blah 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 and stuff but then you know there's certain stuff where it's like okay but then who does this represent and 
like you know oh does what does this mean i, I feel like there's little stuff that you I, know could kind of question or I, th- I think a lot of them do represent something i think it's just maybe uh maybe, maybe if you're more into the bible you, you would have a better idea of who some people sure. but then some of them yeah. may not even be biblical like some of them may just represent parts of society uh which is what i yeah, think like, what, you know which i think is what it is like, that's, why, that's why i'm saying this guy represents environmentalists like he yeah. represents that did you think um I, I kind of thought like Kristen Wiig maybe might represent like um, like a religion like in terms of like organized. the people. Yeah, yeah like organized the, religion. Uh, yeah, I get you. Okay. Um, yeah, that that was uh, one of the big ones. Where I was wondering like, uh, oh, I wonder if that's supposed to be that. Yeah, it, arguably even like just the idea of uh, maybe not the Pope himself specifically, but the idea of the Pope and like the Vatican and them running yeah. the whole thing and. Uh, Almost like they're God's publicist, because that's what she is here. Pretty Li- much, yeah. Literally, she's the publicist for him. And so. I feel like, and then later you get that scene when it is the war zone, and she's kind of going up and down and just shooting people in the head. And I feel like, oh, like that's kind of like the violence that religion can bring yeah. out. People. Yeah, exactly. In the name of God, all these acts of atro- all these atrocities are committed. Yeah. And again, going back to the baby being Jesus, after everyone else eats them, Javier Bardem comes down and tells her we have to forgive them. You know, forgive yeah. you know, forgive you know, forgive the people, uh, um, sure. and yeah, so it's it's all there. But once it goes apeshit, like I say, it feels like there's no real. It feels like the conclusion is like you know, there's no way of changing it. We know where this is going. Once it goes down this path, I feel like there's no chance of victory per se, and that's not always a yeah. bad thing necessarily. But here, I just feel like a, like I was so. The first half of the movie really makes you feel like you. Like Jennifer Lawrence's character, who by the way doesn't have a name. Like they're, they're all like they're created as mother and him, and then man and woman, and so on. That's the, that's what they're credited as. And I feel like the first half of the movie makes her feel like a person. It makes you feel like you're inside her head. That once it starts to get all super allegory in the second half, that it loses that personal connection for me, and I stop looking at her as a person and more of just. Oh, she just represents this, and therefore I don't care in the same way that I did before. Yeah. Now, I want to go back to the first half. I want to talk about some of the things that I really liked in terms of the filmmaking, in terms of making me feel anxious watching it. Like, you know, like, uh, the, the whole idea that she'll tell someone, like, not to smoke, and then she'll see the ashtray mm-hmm. later, and it's like, oh, and you get really infuriated. Like, oh, if someone did that in my house after I told them not to, I'd be pest or yeah uh, you know and they keep doing things like it keeps happening like the wife will like you know drop the frying pan and it goes all everywhere and uh, it starts a fire and then something else happens and then she'll the, the wife brings up these you know michelle pfeiffer's character she brings up these weird like oh maybe he wants to leave you because it's not exciting anymore she starts asking all these personal questions and it just it feels like it keeps snowballing and you're yeah. going around the house and she keeps finding more things that people are doing that they shouldn't be in her house and you feel that anxiety as you're going with her, and it, it does keep building. You you feel powerless, yeah. and that's where it really does feel like a nightmare. Even before it gets insane later on, it it, it legitimately feels like a nightmare. Um, yeah, the whole time. Because I, I feel like the I've never had like this exact kind of nightmare where, you know, where it's like oh people in the house that won't leave and stuff. But I feel like that's a common thing in nightmares where you feel like no one's listening to you, even though. Mm. Like, she's talking to him, and she'll say, like, don't do this, and they're like, yeah, okay, and then two seconds later, they're doing it, and it just makes you feel like you're powerless, Mm. and that, like, no one can't hear you, and there's, like, 
just that weird disconnect between like what you know you know should happen but it's not happening and and you know it, it does a phenomenal job to putting you in that space like i really can't think of um many other movies that uh, i feel like can so accurately portray what that feeling is like uh, i mean maybe like david lynch would probably be the closest uh like some of his stuff do have that kind of same dreamlike yeah. quality um but i don't know if necessarily like to in this kind of way though yeah and when i'm talking yeah. about uh, tension in the movie um the big thing that comes for me is it's when the 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 brothers killed and we don't know what yeah. the other one is by the way they're played by actual brothers by the way they're both the gleason kids you yeah. know uh Domo Gleason and uh, Brian Gleason's the other one. I don't really know him as well, but uh, yeah, nah, I don't really. I didn't really recognize either one of them, but I, you know, I looked it up afterwards and noticed, like, oh, hey, mm-hmm. they have the same name. Well, Dom Hill's Dom Hill's quite uh, uh, well known now because he was in X Mark and he was in Star Wars. Oh, okay. Uh, he was in. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was in something else recently as well. Uh, he was in uh, the Revenant. He's, you know, he's been popping up oh, quite okay. a bit uh, throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's after. So it's when they've went left to go to the hospital, and everyone's left her alone in the house, and she finds that there's a door open, and there's this this the, the next like five minutes of her looking around the the, the house, were edge of your seat tension. It was so good, yeah. like it was so well established, and then the way he's just there at one point uh, was like top tier horror filmmaking because this is a weird horror movie. Uh, and I would still class it as a horror movie because of the sense of dread the entire time and because of that feeling yeah. like it's a nightmare. Like, I think it does fit into the horror genre. Um, but that was when it was at its peak for me. It was just the pure filmmaking giving me the feeling. Once it got all messagey is when it kind of started to lose me a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, again, it comes down to, you know, I, I think that's very interesting, but ultimately, you know, I might have enjoyed a more kind of straightforward movie like you know if it was just aronofsky like doing a you know straight up kind of you know maybe like hitchcock-esque like thriller or or something i I think that could have been pretty cool i'd love that as well um i'm not going to say that i wish this was that because that's not what i wanted to make and that's fine Um, and i didn't hate the last act i want to make that clear i didn't i didn't like get angry i didn't get annoyed i didn't like feel like oh man this this is shit now i never felt like that it just kind of turned into a different movie for me and as a result like i think it, it's making all its points well enough it's just you know it's all this allegory stuff and that's great but like i say i felt detached and i was just i was just kind of out of it it was like i stepped out of the movie and i was watching from a distance at past a certain yeah. point and i was i was super engrossed before that so yeah. i would say i liked this i'd even say i liked it a lot but I don't know if I ever want to watch it again. Which, I know you said that about all these movies, but I would disagree. I, I would watch The Fountain again. I would watch Wrecking Fridium again. I would watch The Wrestler again. In fact, I've seen some I, of those multiple times already. Uh, I, I think, like, Wrestler, I, I could watch again, but, like, Requiem would, is, like, far too depressing for me. I don't mm-hmm. think I would ever really want to watch it again. Uh, same thing with, like, Black Swan. Like, and, and again, really like those movies. I think they're terrific, but... Um, it's also one of those things where they're so heavy. I can't really imagine, like when I rewatching something. Usually, it's going to be something a little lighter, <laughs> you know. Like if it's oh, I got some time to kill. Uh, you know, I'm going to throw on like 
Evil Dead or <laughs> something as opposed to, hey, let's really get into like <laughs> this two-hour depressing bleak <laughs> kind of movie. Uh, yeah, but, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, I'm I, sometimes I do want to rewatch stuff like that because I, 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 yeah. I appreciate it, it getting the the emotion out of me, like making me feel like I. It doesn't matter yeah. what the feeling is. If the movie makes me feel something, it's done something right. Uh, nothing worse than a movie that just makes me bored and sitting there saying meh kind of thing. Yeah. So, I I wonder if like maybe I would have liked it more if it seemed to play up maybe more of like a nature. You know, I I didn't really think of like climate change, but that's like a good point you brought up. But it, maybe if they played that stuff up a little bit more than the religious angle, because I I don't know I feel like you know like retelling stuff as metaphors for like the bible is kind of like you know uh something that's been done a million times like it, it might have been more interesting maybe to do more of, of the nature angle um, i think i think for me it just like i think for me it feels really disconnected in the middle and I, i've had that word yeah. disconnect a lot but uh, just in terms of like I feel like the, 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 where the movie goes in the second half, if it had made it, if it, if there had been more sort of surreal things throughout the first chunk, I might have not as felt as adverse to it when it switched. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong, I actually pretty quickly kind of felt like something's not quite right here. I don't know if we are seeing things exactly as they are, or is right. this actually yeah. reality? Like, it felt slightly off. But once it started being like, oh, I go into a different room and all of a sudden it's completely changed and it's a different you know time period almost, it's like, oh, yeah. okay, I'm kind of like, you know. It, it's definitely a, a big change. Um, and then there, I don't know, there, there's some stuff too that like I, I, I'm still not sure. And again, maybe, you know, it's because I, you know, and not up super up to date with the Bible and stuff, but there's a lot of stuff uh, like that yellow like drink she keeps taking more towards the beginning, I guess. Yeah, I have no idea what that was. Yeah, <laughs> no there's, idea. There's like little stuff like that throughout that, and and also like I mean the whole thing with the um, you know, her crystallized heart or what or whatever. Um, I don't know if that's supposed to be a bigger reference to something like. I, I guess if it's you know if his office is Eden, I, I guess that would be the the apple. It is the apple, yeah. In the story, it's the apple. Uh, but the but reveal, like, the, the reveal at the end that it's it's actually the old Mother Nature's heart. Like, I mean, I'll give it this: that puts a new spin in that story from the Bible. Like, you know, if, if next time you're reading yeah, the story like, of Adam and Eve, like, <laughs> oh, that apple's actually the previous Mother Nature's heart. So yeah, like that's an interesting mm. idea, but mm. I didn't know if I was missing something about that. Like, is that something uh, to do with the biblical story that I didn't realize? And I don't know if I was um, going to argue, I'd maybe say that it's just the idea that it's almost scientific, actually. The idea that matter always like it never goes away; it just becomes something yeah. else. So the idea that you know, once you die, you go into the ground and you become part of the ground, and like just the, the idea that maybe the old mother nature, be- you know, became the seed from which this apple tree grew. Kind of, idea. I don't know. Uh, also, I remember like um, when I first saw the trailers. Uh, you know, one thing that really stuck out was just being like, "Man, like, are we really supposed to believe that these are a couple?" Like Javier Bardem is so much older <laughs> than Jennifer Lawrence, but I guess it kind of makes sense if it's like, well, 
you know, I'm sure God's probably been around a lot longer than the Earth. Like he, you know, created the Earth. I guess it would be younger. It, it makes sense. And does it bring it up in the movie? Uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Yeah, she, it, I think, or someone mentions. It. Someone mentions that he thought. Yeah, it, she. So someone I, thought I it was his daughter. Sounds, yeah, so, someone. Uh, meant, I think it is Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, mentioned something about him being older. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so no, it, 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 it evokes feelings. It does that very well. The filmmaking's fantastic. Um. <laughs> It just it kind of lost me in the last act because it, it just didn't feel like it fit in the movie the same way that uh, it, it just it felt like the movie changed quite a bit and I don't know if I was super into what it changed into and you know maybe part of this is that is that I'm an atheist even though I do appreciate the the message of a of a climate change because yeah. I, I think that's you know a decent enough idea to put in there but um, I just do you think like marketing and expectations had anything to to play with it because i mean i don't know how you would like market this movie um but uh, i i I do think that's why it's getting a lot of negative reaction is because i do think most people are you know expecting a straight up horror movie or something i I wouldn't say for me though like because for me my expectation was darren aronofsky and that's all like yeah (laughs) you know i i very i i try really hard not to really like i pay attention to trailers and stuff but there's some stuff where I look at it and go, I think that's been mismarketed even before I've seen the movie. Just because I just, based on who the director is, based on other factors, yeah. just, I, I can usually just tell that it's probably going to be something different or this is more art house than it's, you know, leading, you know, because that was actually the one thing I took from the trailer was this looks art house. So I went in expecting an art house movie. Um, and if anything, the last like third of the movie felt too big for an art house movie and it kind of, it kind of bugged yeah. me a little bit. But, I I knew with Aronofsky that yeah he's probably not going to be doing a you know straightforward horror movie, which is almost a shame because I feel like he could probably pull it off. I I think his the stories of his that I like are actually a bit simpler, uh, and I'm, admittedly the, the fountains are my favorite of his, and it's not that simple. But uh, I mean I've always wanted to see him do something like um, remember when he was rumored to be doing like uh, the wolverine movie for a long time like i i thought that sounded like mm. really interesting seeing him you know I, I don't think he'd work with every comic book character but you know I, I think it would be really interesting to see him you know tackle something like that yeah i can see that uh but yeah so i'm left a little bit cold even though i think it's very well made i yeah. have a lot of nice things to say about it but i think i don't really want to see it again so I mean, it's, this is going to be one of the hardest movies we've ever had to rate. I'll be honest, because I, <laughs> if I'm rating it on pure skill as a filmmaker, it's going to be quite high. But if I'm rating yeah. it on like my overall impression and do I want to watch it again, it's going to be a bit lower. So I'm probably going to have to split the difference. But mm. that's just kind of mm. so. Tim, what would you rate, Mother? Yeah. So I, I think kind of you know. For the reasons like you just said, I'm I'm gonna go purely straight down the middle. I'm gonna give it a five, just Oof. which I that feels it, a, that's a bit harsh, but go on. Well, I mean, I, I feel like it's a bit harsh uh, as well because of the like you said, the skill aspect. Everything is done very well, but yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I gotta take my enjoyment into a, a large account of it and. You know, as well done as stuff is, as interesting as it is, 
again, I can't say that as I'm sitting there watching the movie that I necessarily had a good time. So, you know, I, I don't want to give it a super low score. Like, I don't want to give it a two because it's it, it definitely deserves more than that. And, you know, at the very least, even if I didn't like stuff, it does have me thinking and discussing it. So I, I think there is, you know, stuff to be said about that. But, I mean, honestly, though, I am still thinking about it. So this is also a very um, influx kind of score. I could easily see it going up or maybe even going down a little bit more the more I think about it. Okay. um, (laughs) I am going to go with a seven, which is to say good, but fails to be great. And that's the sad part is that when it is good, it's great. But... I can't, it's just, you know, the last act, the ending was so unfulfilling. And not because it wasn't a happy ending, I want to make that clear. Because people, you say it's someone that's unfulfilling as an ending, they assume it's because it didn't end the way you wanted it to. That's not what I really mean. What I mean is, it just wasn't a captivating conclusion to the, the story the first half was telling for me. I was left feeling kind of, like, you know, when he put the, the little stone back on the, the little mantel place, and the house sort of like came back to life like it did at the start it was kind of repetition instead of being like oh this is you know this is a cycle this is what keeps happening like, instead of being excited by it I went oh yeah so this is the cycle yeah you know I just, yeah. you know I kind of I, I, I'd already gotten the, what it was at that point and as soon as I realised what it was doing in the, the last chunk I immediately got bored because I knew exactly not, well, not exactly exactly is maybe a bit too specific but I, I kind of roughly knew what the outcome was going to be and because of that, I just kind of was like, okay, let's go through the motions and get there. Yeah. So. <sighs> but 7 out Very... of 10, because otherwise, good though. So, conflicting, but aye. Yeah. <sighs> like I say, complex. Yeah. <laughs> this, is what, this is what happens when a really good director makes a movie that goes in a place you're not really interested in. Oh, yeah. Because Noah was kind of the same thing, but like a, even a bigger problem where, like, once it got to the main plot, it completely lost me because I just didn't care. Um, and here, I, 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 I didn't not care the same way that I not cared about Noah, but once I got to it, it was kind of like, oh, okay, that's just. That's kind of like why I, um, I didn't end up going to see Dunkirk. I really like Christopher Nolan, but I have no interest in war movies, and I'm sure it's fantastic, but I, I had no like no desire to go rush out to yeah, the theater to see it sadly I, I i mean i saw it i think it's very well made but it's probably it's easily my least favorite nolan film yeah. um and some people think it's his best you know all power to you you, you love it but uh for me it's the it's the, the first movie he's made where i'm like i'm not that interested in it and uh there's certain stuff like yeah that just doesn't hook your attention and yeah definitely war stories are definitely one of mine not that they can't be good or even great. It's just, yeah, it usually doesn't get me that excited. There are ones that I love, but, like, I don't get excited because something's a war movie. It's like, you know, it has to be yeah. really good, kind of, uh, like, I have to like it, in, not in spite of being a war movie, that sounds wrong, but, like, it just it has to go above and beyond. Like, only the best of the best are the ones that I typically end up liking. Whereas, you know, horror movies, there's a lot of mediocre ones that I quite <laughs> like. So, yeah, like, that's just that's just how it works. But, okay. Um. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess. I guess we're. I guess we're done. That is. That is mother. So let us know what you think of the movie in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com dot com slash mailedfuzz tv. You can do that over there. 
otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching uh keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time Thank <laughs> you.